All right. Welcome. Did you run out of money for the, the beginning <laughs> yeah, music? Yeah, we've been, uh, we've been getting uh, hit with uh, cease and desist letters. Is that real? No, no, not Uh-oh. at all. <laughs> I don't think we have enough traction for people to notice. Um, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Didi Says Podcast. I am Chris, and I am with my homie again, Charlie. Charlie Orlando. How you doing, bro? I'm doing well. Happy to be back. I'm happy you're here. I hope to give you another uh, bomb of an episode. It was amazing, man. Um, we some got would say like, the best episode you've say, ever produced. Some would say we. I mean, we got flooded with emails and um, we had so many. Yeah, we had so many of those too. Um, we had a bunch of uh, comments and um, like our uh, so um, you know, like as far as like the data analytics as far as like who's listening and what episodes i mean it just spiked out of control (laughs) on a charlie orlando's episode so it was good man but uh how have you been been doing well i know you're joking about that but uh theoretically you should be doing that kind of stuff you uh yeah for sure i i so i do and i don't the when i do it's kind of devastating because then, like, you can just in real time see, like, uh, like what what people are listening to and, like, what they're kind of gravitating towards. Um, but I don't know. So I'm on the fence with trying to figure all of that out, right? Because, like, you just kind of you, – you definitely want to, like – the goal is to kind of grow with an audience. Yeah. But you also, too, I feel like it's kind of like this weird, like, internal battle of, like – you want to be able to like make things and kind of do stuff for the people that are here right now. Um, yeah. As far as like your listeners. Well, like first point, uh, I realized with vine that it, it always really just comes down to like the first uptick in terms of fan base. You just got to ride that wave and like, Whatever it was that caused that uptick, you just have to keep doing that. And that's why you end up with, like, with Vine in particular, like, just one-trick ponies that are super successful. And it's really like that with any kind of media. That's why, like, musicians just keep playing the same type of music. Because once you branch out, you basically are alienating your original fan base, which is probably the highest in number like, yeah. So you you have to hope that whatever new type of art you're making is like digestible from the people that liked your old stuff. And if it's not, then you have to hope you have to basically know the audience you're trying to target with the new stuff. It's really like that with like products and shit, too. Yeah, for sure. It's it's I think I think with podcasts, it's a little bit I wouldn't say different. Um, it's a little bit easier, right? If you already have like a name or a brand where people are going to, yeah, I want to hear what this person's talking about, even though it's not shit. So I, and and of course too, like with any type of like products or, um, musicianship or podcasting or anything, as far as entertainment, um, people are always going to gravitate towards, uh, things that they know. I don't, Uh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, regarding the analytics stuff i don't know if soundcloud or apple lets you do this but i would be surprised if they didn't and if if they don't they should take this idea the ability to 
not just like see how many views you have mm-hmm. right um <clears throat> and track like you know how many more viewers from one episode to the next but also the ability to see where people stop listening in an episode if they don't listen to the whole thing uh well uh they kind of do that already so i soundcloud doesn't itunes kind of does it will show you like the um general like time as far as like the episode um Meaning like where they stopped listening? It'll give like a minute as far as like the average time that they listen to the episode too. Okay. So in uh, aggregate. Yeah, 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 okay. exactly. Um, so well, that, yeah. that's really, I guess, all you need. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but, I feel like if you get to the, to the like specific marker, I think that. I mean, little, you could get deeper with that. You could, but then which, again, it gets kind of like, that's kind of the thing. But I, the, the more, the more and more like. I do this. I'm trying to like figure out because like I feel like people that have like that are just super great with like marketing and understand that um, and can just like continuously push shit out as far as like, hey, come here, listen here, do this uh, and branch out. I don't have that. Um, I'm pretty awful with that. Well, I like any other skill. Yeah. Practice. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to like develop more ideas um, my, th- my thing for me is like, sometimes ideas just kind of pop into my head and then like, I mean, like what we were talking about the other day, as far as this kind of ADD where it's like, everything's firing off and I'm like, Oh, I have an idea for this and I'll write it down. And it's like, Ooh, what about this? And so my mind's continuously like firing. So I'm trying to practice on like, just focusing on certain things. Uh, but yeah, like with the podcast, just kind of doing more things where like, we're branching out like on not branching out, but like trying to do more like on social media um, and like making like kind of like video clips. Like I have different ideas to do stuff as far as just like ads. See, there you go too. Like uh, that stuff, right? That I know you can track like yeah. to a, an insane degree. Yeah. Um, Like obviously it comes down to like, is this a hobby? Mm-hmm. Is it like something you're trying to make? A reality and like a life you know career or is it a hobby that you're trying to really learn from and that'll that'll kind of dictate how much effort you put in but with like social media stuff like there's you could do it all yourself but there's also services out there that will literally monitor and track all of that stuff i don't know like i know google analytics will kind of let you do this if you set it up right like what we do at ibm we have this kind of stuff where you you can literally, you know, kind of track everything that users are doing. And then you have their user data with it. Something that like, so you can get average, like you were saying, average amount of time people listen to an episode. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, that's valuable that, that one data point. But if you were able to then subcategorize and find out like, you know, what, what, uh, you know, age, race, region, income income level like if you could break down demographic categories and find out how long each of those are listening to then maybe you find out it's like you know like we're middle-aged asian (laughs) women yeah love your show for some reason (laughs) i feel like that uh, i don't know that for some reason that scares me i don't know why i think that's just kind of like diving diving in a little bit further where it's are you saying as like as a society that we have that? Or? Uh, more so as a creator. Um, I mean, as a society, I, I feel like we're way past as far as like 
everybody kind of knows or, or yeah. can know. So I'm, I'm, I'm at least content to know that like I'm being watched and someone knows all of my tendencies um, or, you know, taste or what have you. Um, but as far as like, um, I think that kind of skews as far as like how you create um, and which, I mean, I guess I can maybe contradict with what I was saying earlier with as far as like making things um, just for like your viewers. Um, but I think also too, it kind of like, it kind of puts your cre creativity in a box that like, I don't really want to. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't want to do this because I know like... Um, my middle-aged Asian lady demographic is not going to like me talking about um, my um, disdain for what middle-aged Asian yeah, <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I, that kind of that scares me. Then another thing with like social media, I mean, it's just like um, you can have decent ideas, and if you don't have traction, it's just kind of there. And I was... Um, I was talking to someone about it. Uh, I was talking to Chabi about it. And I was just like, you know, as far as like her creation, like with some of like the projects that she does with like just kind of uh, video um, and photography. Um, um, and she was like, you know, it's just kind of overwhelming at times because, you know, you want to put this out here and any platform is just like, it's like, just like, a wall of just I was like you know it's just essentially people just screaming and you're kind of in that same wall as far as like can you hear yourself or can you get traction with everybody doing the same shit um but I mean again it's it's just creating it and putting it out there and if you want to push yeah and if you have that you can do it um but yeah our our Instagram page is pretty it's pretty bland well, so this is why I like most content creators mm -hmm. will generally have multiple accounts. Mm -hmm. So like that was very common on Vine. It's very common on YouTube to have the channel that is the brand, which has a demographic and a target audience and a niche that it's filling. And it always hits that niche. It's very curated. And then anything that they want to create for themselves, they put on a secondary like account and that way they get to like do creative things that they want to make without worrying about hurting the overall brand. Yeah. And of you, course. you still get runoff from people that like your main channel. If it's on YouTube, for sure, they can go view the other channel and like, you know, probably 90% of your main audience is not going to dig it because yeah. it's not for them. It's kind of for yourself, but you at least get that 10% of people that like it. And then you don't hurt the numbers of your overall. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I guess more so um, because I mean, this has always been kind of um, this whole process has been kind of like a new and just kind of just an adventure as far as like, I mean, things and projects that I've had to do. Um, and I'm not saying this as far as being talented. I've just always kind of been like the talent and then someone else has been the person that kind of like, orchestrate everything or like get this get this in line and handle this and do all of do all of this where it's just like hey i can just kind of be here and do my thing and um and go from there so uh, i i mean it's just it's it's a learning experience and like i mean like i, I kind of have that now like as far as like um my uh instagram account and then dd says instagram account which i mean it's trying to figure out 
like how to kind of do that and how to kind of because i mean i guess i was making like vine videos and stuff and i mean they're kind of silly and funny um and i mean i make those videos now um it's just kind of kind of less but i mean i have ideas and we're gonna get it going as far as uh kind of making it better expanding more i got a lot of things in my head i used to kind of hate the marketing stuff now i actually find it very fascinating it's like super powerful um it's super important and depends on how you look at it because it it does it boxes in your creativity yeah artistically yeah but not it opens up the creativity marketing wise for sure and i yeah yeah i no arguments there i agree with that totally that I guess on the creating side, um, when it's like, hey, I got this and, you know, no one's listening or no one's like viewed, um, that's uh, Cecil in the background. Yes. If you can hear it. He's trapped. (laughs) Um, But um, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you kind of get just fixated on just like that kind of endorphin like release where it's like 50 views, 100 views, 300 views. What? And then you put up another one, and it's like 50 views. And it's like, oh, fuck. Wait, wait why? Um, so, like, that side kind of, like, that that's kind of derailing um, for me, which is, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to be like, eh, I don't care. And then it's like, oh, but I also want people to, like, listen and yeah. to come here. So I'm on that weird seesaw of uh, trying to figure all that shit out. You hear that, guys? Uh, smash that like button. Yeah, Hit smash that, that like button. Didi says 9K on Instagram. And uh, and if you want to go check out uh, my account, that's uh, Good Grief, sir, at, uh, at Instagram. Be sure to hit that bell to uh, get notified. Where's yeah. my notification yeah. squad get at? Your, get your, yeah, notify. Uh, and yeah, and listeners, y'all comment on shit. Leave reviews. Um, I feel like the people that reach out um, just talk a lot about Ren. It kind of hurts. They're like, "Ah, she's amazing," which which Ren is phenomenal. Um, she's um, in uh, MMA training right now. Is that has she been? I feel bad saying I haven't listened to the last few episodes. Wow. Um, has she been in the last few episodes or no? Uh, yeah, I think she has. I'd have to go back and listen. Uh, yeah she was in like the last couple what is mma training for you know so she well it's just more i guess like some type of activity for her and like what she wanted to do like some type but she kind of confuses me when i'm like because she says mma training right but then i i've never i've never been a part of an mma training so i don't really know like what that like what that entails but she was like yeah we do like this knife training and i'm like like what like she was like yeah like knife attacks and i was like do you mean like uh uh krav maga like, yeah krav maga is what i yeah, would think it is that see that's what i said and then she was like no and i was like okay she get attacked by a lot of knives I, I you know rin has a life that when we're outside of uh being around each other i have no clue She's a very uh, interesting human. Human. She's uh, that one, Rin. So does she have like? It, so it sounds like this is more for 
like exercise. And yeah, defense. this is just, she has no dreams of being the no, next, not uh, at all. Not I told her she could. What is that one girl's name? Who the that girl that uh, the MMA fighter that was Which super one? popular it started with an R. Oh, uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, there you go. No, I don't think that's so. not her dream. I don't. I, well, I asked her that, but she said she wouldn't want to compete. She's just more just like recreational and exercise, which is good, right? I mean, um, yeah. Pull a knife in the next uh, podcast. See how well the training is going. I don't. But see, I kind of want to do that, like just to see like w- where she's at. But then I don't want Ren to like just whoop my ass. Yeah, especially in the podcast that'll be recorded. Yeah, <laughs> historically. Yeah recorded i'd have to put it out i always think of like uh well i mean sometimes it's staged but like if like somebody was like losing their shit and then you're like oh i guess i gotta put this out (laughs) but um yeah man i mean rin's doing her thing i'm excited for i don't i don't know what her like like what her training regimen is i mean she does it like Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays or something like that. Damn, I don't know. She hard. does it a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what the fuck she's doing, but I know she's she's training. Maybe it's like a coup. She's waiting to beat the shit out of you and take over. Probably. She's she's very moody at times. <laughs> so don't be saying that. Oh, yeah. She'd be saying that. Her. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. No, Rin's, Rin's pretty. She's like a lot of people that I would see like going into like some type of like martial art and wanting to learn like very kind of and i i don't mean docile like in a negative sense but she just has a very calm demeanor she's kind of to herself and a lot of people that kind of get into like further training in some sort kind of like fit that description um but yeah i'd, I'd love to see where she's at but yeah yep that's happening man you just got to just go through it Hope for the best. You gotta hold. You gotta hold. Yeah, you gotta like you know hold for silence. Yeah. Gotta wait. Like we're good now. Okay. So you should cut that part of it out. Okay. Like, <clears throat> it's not on brand. You know, you don't want your brand to be like annoying dog noises in the background. Hey man, you should tend to your dog. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Chris had suggested beating the dog. Everybody no, I was at just. <laughs> You could do like uh Jeff, do yeah, I Jeff Goldblum did. He was like, "Hey, shut the fuck up, just smack the dog." Nah, man. But yeah, have you done any training of any sort? Are you, do you mean like specifically like any martial arts? Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, I did Muay Thai for a bit. I did for how long? Uh, probably like three or four months. No that, shit. Yeah. When was this? High school. Oh, okay. And then I did uh. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I never actually trained wrestling. Uh, like, actually went somewhere and trained it, but my dad used to wrestle in high school and college. Okay. So, like, I'd wrestle with him, um, and he kind of teach me stuff. So, I don't know if that really counts. But, yeah, I mean, like, on, off and on. I had a lot of friends in high school, like, that did that shit, like, very seriously and would compete. Nice. Um, So, it was kind of like, you know doing shit with them and then that's not really my jam i don't like getting hit <laughs> yeah it's not very fun. like it and i don't know it's good exercise and uh it's kind of good body awareness training sure um and just 
like it's interesting especially like jujitsu uh it's interesting like the body awareness and the ability to kind of like utilize momentum of another person mm-hmm. and being able to kind of maneuver somebody's body and use their own like inertia against them. Yeah. It's interesting in that sense, but yeah, I, I no interest in like taking that any further than just mm-hmm. the bare basics and uh Muay Thai. The one I did the longest was probably the one I liked the least amount. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Like I've thought about like off and on going back and doing it, but um, wrestling especially, I think would be kind of fun to like, you know, do once or twice a week. There's like a lot of actual, like there's a lot of sports that I am constantly saying like, Oh man, I should like pick that up. Like hockey is one of them. Um, yeah. Hockey. I've never really, I mean, I've grew up in Texas all my life. So hockey wasn't really, it's either football or basketball. We play baseball and soccer too. Um, I like, I like hockey a lot. And I think I would enjoy playing it, but I think the learning curve to get to a point where I would actually enjoy it would yeah. be too much of a time investment. Rock climbing is another one where it's like rock climbing. I, I used would, to do that a shitload. Yeah, I would college. like to do more or actually I would like to do. I've never really um, have done it. There's a lot of spots here that you can do. I'd probably say mine would be basketball. Basketball is something. um that even more so now I've gotten into more um, just it's as far as like being older because I mean we would play um, like in high school and stuff but I I never like tried for like the team or anything I just played football and then like we did like powerlifting that's about it um, but yeah and then I mean it, I played everything when I was a kid like baseball and football and basketball um, like the like you know, like Pee Wee Leagues, Pop Warner. I did all that. Uh, I, I like I did that shit. Um, I never really took anything seriously. Golf was probably the one that I took the most seriously. Yeah, I never um, was a golf fan. That's something too that I've been meaning to get back into. That and rock climbing. Like, um, I keep telling myself I'm going to do it. How do you golf, feel? I especially will. What? How do you feel about Tiger winning the Masters? Uh, it was uh, phenomenal. Did was, you watch it all? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, like I watched, I didn't watch any Thursday, uh, Friday. I watched some of it Saturday and Sunday. I watched all, all day, each day. Um, it was a, like phenomenal. It was such yeah. a close, like down to the wire between, I think it was four people. Gotcha. Um, and you know, the last couple holes, it was pretty clear Tiger was going to win. But before that it was like really back and forth. And, um, you had a lot of people like kind of come up for like a hole or two and seem like, Oh shit, you know, like, man, maybe they're going to run out ahead with it. And then they would just, just, you know, shoot themselves in the foot. And so it was like, it was a nail biter. Yeah. 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 It's also cool to watch tiger win. Cause it's been like, it's been a minute, man. I mean, what 2005 was the last time he won the masters. And then the last yeah. majors was, 2000 i mean he's kind of been on a he's been on like an incline in like winning some shit just not to the not not the masters um so i mean that was tight i was i'm not i'm not like a big golf fanatic or fan at all but i mean it was cool 
um, to like see him uh, get his, especially after everything was happening. Then like his body started just breaking down on him, and he was doing a lot of weird shit with like the Navy, the Navy Seal SEALs, training, yeah. Which was just like, man, like, yeah, what that's... the fuck are you doing? Like he got into like a weird, weird spot. Um, but yeah, man, I mean that's cool. But uh, no, yeah, it was um, it was really cool to watch that because actually it was the first uh, like golf event I've watched in a long time. And I don't know what it was that prompted me to watch it, but it was just kind of like I had a free weekend. So I spent the time watching it and it was well worth it. Um, but yeah, I've been meaning to get back on the course and start playing again, but it's such an expensive uh, sport to get into because all my clubs are back home. So I'd have to get a bunch of clubs and then like playing it, kind of expensive but it's not too bad but it's really just like i don't have anyone to play with so i guess i could join random threesomes of people and then it sounds awkward <laughs> well the the way it's phrased yes yeah um man what's what's the i know there's another like fringe sport i keep telling myself i want to do like curling curling was one of them the other day I, like i found out there's a curling place in austin and i was talking to brendan about going and trying it hey really yeah, actually, uh, I didn't tell you about this show, but the reason that came up was there's a show on Netflix called Losers. Have you seen this? No. Man, you should watch it. You find it fascinating. Okay. It was it was incredible. It's what like, is it about? About losers. Uh, it's it's basically like a a documentary series. Um, forget how many episodes in total, maybe eight, and then each episode is about there. There's a couple that are about more mainstream sports. Like there's one about a basketball player, but he's actually a street baller. So it's not like NBA. Yeah. Then there's another one about soccer. They're, they're basically like not mainstream athletes or sports. It's kind of like, um, just random stories of people that like got really close to winning and lost and somehow through that, you know, found something much deeper. Sure. So like the first episode is, is about a boxer, um, who was basically on track to be like the heavyweight champion. Yeah. And I forget, he might've actually became the heavyweight champion, but basically he was having the most important fight of his life. And then he just got hit and basically went down. And it turned out that he had like a, fracture in his skull and it was like a you know at risk of like hemorrhaging and having an aneurysm and dying if he ever got hit in the head again got hit yeah so he had to quit and like he never even wanted to box like his dad was like extremely abusive and like pressured him in and never let him quit and so like you know this happened and he had no choice but to quit and so he was like i'm done and then he ended up becoming like a consultant um for like hollywood for yeah. any boxing movie they had. And I think he even acted in a few of them. Oh, I think he wow. played Sonny Liston in uh, Ali. Oh, And he okay. also, like, was the consultant for that movie. And he's, he was the consultant for Million Dollar Baby. Oh, damn. So, like, now he's super happy with his life. For sure. And, you know, it's it really fascinating. Every episode's like that. There's there's another one about a, uh, an ice, a figure skater that mm-hmm. was um, this black woman figure skater around the same excuse, same time as like Tanya Harding and mm-hmm. uh, man, not Michelle Kwan. I can't remember the other one's name, but anyway, talk about Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, well, Nancy Kerrigan was around then too, but 
uh, there was one other woman who was like super famous. I just, the name is not coming to me, oh, but okay. point being, this woman was like a fantastic figure skater and she was probably like the most athletic and, you know, her runs or, you know, whatever they're called in figure skating. Yeah. She would do like the most, you know, spins or, you know, triple axles or whatever. Gotcha. And she would never win. Like she would come in second or third. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the idea kind of being that it came down to like figure skating, the way it's judged isn't necessarily, it's kind of like arbitrary. Yeah. And like a lot of it has to do, there's a term called ice princess. Yeah. Just as far as it's like where you come from, your stature. Yeah. Yeah. And so this, you know, this black female. Of course. From France, like just didn't fit the bill of being a. Yeah. Uh, uh, ice princess. Uh, ice princess. And then yeah. finally. I mean, kind of the same for Goff. And I mean, even, I mean, Tiger wasn't, you know, like um, you're just kind of model like representation of like the African American community. But like, I mean. Yeah, but it, he can't. I mean, he wins by winning, you know, like. Yeah, he just yeah, gets the yeah. Lowest but score. I mean, that's how he was viewed. No, yeah. In, like, I get Goff circle. Yeah. But uh, what I mean is. Community. It's like. Uh, there's just something fucked up about this woman who's like extremely talented, but it's just getting like yeah, she can't win based on score. Yeah, like yeah, by sheer yeah. talent, it wouldn't matter if she was the most talented by you know ten exactly. Thousand. She's still getting scored as like second or third. Yeah, yeah. And then one day she ran. It was like going to be one of her last. She was getting older, mm-hmm. and she had gotten injured. So like her last uh, show at the Olympics. She did a backflip on the ice, which is illegal. And Mm -hmm. so, like, you know, she got docked a bunch of points for it. And so she just did it anyway. And then overnight became a huge, like, you know, I guess, like, superstar in the figure skating world. Yeah. And it was like, you know, for years she was skating extremely well and coming so close. And nobody really talked about her unless they, you know, were figure skating fanatics and then exactly. the next day she's on the front page of every newspaper for doing you know. a backflip yeah yeah that's got to be crazy there's another thing too not to kind of move off topic no, no, no you're good but um for like athletes playing with like generational players where it, like people that played like in the nba when like jordan was playing where it's very talented and had that person not been here probably could have had a couple of chips michael phelps you have swimmers that were fairly great um ryan uh Lockie's line ass but just because michael phelps was here like you just you couldn't do shit yep i'd hate to be at that talent and know like this person is what stops me from like just like winning everything. Yeah, well, I mean, with Michael Phelps or any kind of individual sport, that's yeah. definitely a problem. You, like, yeah, yeah. Because you can't, you'll probably if you can't beat Michael Phelps, you can't beat him. Sure. One could argue that like with basketball, at least you could maybe beat. That clearly never happened, but yeah, <laughs> theoretically, like yeah, you could. It's also a stacked Bulls team that you couldn't. Yeah, I mean, it 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 was it was it was stacked. I mean, it's kind of like that with tennis too, like Federer. Uh, that's the name, right? Yeah, Roger Federer. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like that dude just I dominates. Mean, for yeah, for a while he was. Even still, right? He's, he's getting older, right? He's still. I mean, yeah, he's pretty old. I don't know if he's. I mean, tennis isn't like my sport, 
Um, but that's I, another sport that I I want to get back into. Tennis, uh, tennis. I started playing it with some friends just to kind of like fuck around, and I'm just very competitive, and it's it's a sport I'd like to get better at. It's a real chess match, man. Um, yeah. If you watch people that are really good, like their ball placement. Yeah, you have like to be. 10 steps yeah, ahead. you got to be pretty per, uh, precise when you're playing that game. I wouldn't want to just somebody. If someone invited me to play tennis, I wouldn't go. Like, no, I'm all right. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bulls. Bulls were pretty stacked. Uh, yeah, well, pretty. Now, stacked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, but I mean, also too. I mean, you had probably the greatest player playing. And I mean, yeah. it kind of shows you, like, even I, I think they were a great overall team. I, I, I think stacked is kind of generous. Um, I think they, I think they had a pretty solid team. I think in 90, 90, 95, 96, I think that team was stacked. But 92 and three. No, yeah, fair. I, I think that team was just more of like, you just had a phenom. Speaking actually, like, of, of basketball, and you kind of said it earlier, that as you get older, you're more interested in like playing more basketball. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it, especially watching that Kobe, like the details show. Um, I like my dad never really liked basketball when I was younger and mm-hmm. none of my friends really did. So I never played it and like, you know, didn't really understand the game um, aside from just the base rules and like the more I learn about basketball, the more I really wish I would have played it as a kid. I feel yeah. like it's something I would have, I would have, uh, I don't know if I would have excelled, but I would have been extremely like fascinated by and just eaten that up. Um, it's a fun and game. Put a man. lot of time into. It. I didn't. Yeah. And this kind of actually goes for all sports. The older I get, the more I realize like it's like like something like chess, which I. I've always loved. Yeah. I realize, like at its core, every game is basically a chess match. Like, yeah. you know, and that's all it is, man. Yeah, it's and basketball just to me is one of the. I don't know. I I guess this is kind of just a personal opinion because you could argue that any sport is, you know, more or less strategic. But basketball, to me like is it's not just strategic but it's also like in the moment like strategizing it's very fast paced in a way it's, that yeah it's very fast uh, it's very fast paced i think you see i um man i was just having a talk um with a homie about this i i feel like at times you'll see more drawn up plays in like collegiate ball oh yeah 100 percent. you will like in the nba but i mean you'll still see things drawn up but i mean i think you just kind of have more like just like a base setting and then it's like all right this is what's gonna occur we're gonna try to set this pick or we'll do this and then we'll go from here um college i think you see that more but yeah every i mean every i feel like every professional game it's chess, man. It's a matchup and like you're making moves and like to see like you're dictating and planning on like what movements are going to occur. And this is yeah. how you find that opening and make that shot. You hit that. Um, the one that I'll kind of say is, I mean, you can even maybe make that call, but baseball, I'd probably say is kind of it's. I are you saying strategic or n- non-strategic? Non-strategic. Well, I, I feel like it's. I. I hate, I 
really do not enjoy playing baseball nor watching baseball. Theoretically, though, I love the idea of baseball. Yeah. Um, I really can't speak too much about the strategy, but all I know is like, you know, of all the sports, they have really taken to the idea of data analytics. Yeah, they have. Like, to an insane degree of like, you know, this yeah, batter hits this percentage on Tuesdays that are raining and the wind yeah. is this it's, speed. It's, it's madness. But that's, that's why I kind of mean like, I mean, I guess like you could say like there is some uh, like strategy, I guess, towards it. But I mean... No, I, I agree. That's um, one of the yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like it's just like, hey, I mean, like you're you're basing a lot of just like analytics, like yeah, this person hits here or this person is great against this type of pitching style. Um, I mean, basketball's like that too. Yeah, it's getting more. I I feel like that's kind of happening more and more, especially um, Kevin just Durant. with the an, analytics. I mean, Kevin Durant, man, like <laughs> analytics. Right. I I Kevin Durant, I'm. He's a phenomenal, like, he's probably number one or two best NBA player right now. You could probably say. Yeah, but, un- but indisputable. his, just his whole demeanor, like, man, why do you got to be so soft? And there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, man, you're, you're, you're a guy that has feelings and you can, you can wear those things. And I'm fine with that. But like, man, come on to be that cold and you act like this all the time. Come Are you on. referring to on the court or off the court or both? Uh, kind kind of both. Because I mean, like KD could just straight be a sniper. Like you could just just destroy everybody. It's but he's just so he just gets into his emotions too goddamn much. Like uh, just like the whole Patrick Beverly thing that's well, happening yeah. right now. Like, bro, you could just be dominating. And yeah. I and Did I get you watch the yes, and I get like that's not your game. And I also get too like, hey, they're gonna call more because Patrick Beverly's like six foot. So I get that. But like, come on, man. Like, you could just be dominating him. You could just be rocking him. And I and again, I understand it's not your game. It's not the way you play. So you're not just gonna drive. Yeah, on but he's kind of like a he's. It's like a stats fanatic, and so like he won't even shoot like half court buzzers. Yeah, I mean he, but he got a shot. Like I'm just saying, oh, yeah, Kevin yeah. Kevin Durant. I just don't think that, and I'm not trying to be the get off my lawn dude, but I'm just saying like he's one of those talented players that I don't know would if if you just like hit a switch and everybody transitions to like the 80s and 90s i think he'd be cold but his demeanor i don't think it'd work out and they'd kind of flush him out of the league like 2 3 years uh well um, i mean it was definitely like i mean it was he a hard fit in, in the yeah, aggressive yeah, 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 era yeah, yeah. no not at all i mean i mean i that's something i always think about like what players you know would like how their game would transition into like now and then yeah, well, I mean, somebody like James Harden would would definitely not do as well. Ooh, no, yeah, no. But I mean, I, I I think I think like players like James Harden kind of play into that because it's like, all right, well, if they're always going to call it for me, oh, then I'm, go- I, I, that's I'm going to do actually because like, J- James Harden. I mean, I I think he I, I think he could I think he could get the MVP again, possibly. Uh, very likely. He's he's a fantastic player, obviously, he but he um to me, he epitomizes like what's wrong with the league. He basically has found a loophole in the game 
that I mean, allows but, I mean, him... a lot of a lot of a lot of people do that, man. Like, I mean, he's not the he's no, not no, I'm the... not saying like he's I, he's definitely not the only one. What I'm yeah. saying is he's the epitome, sure, of like the, he's, the he's, problem that exists. He's found that cheat code and is like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I, and I, but I mean, I think refs are kind of like at least now are kind of they're trying to they're trying to kind of wean themselves away from like, hey, like if that's just a like a flop, like we're gonna let that shit go. Um, and last year that kind of happened a lot, especially with, um, and you could also attribute it to, uh, Chris Paul, um, getting hurt and then, you know, everybody else kind of losing their shot, um, like in the last game, but like the last two, uh, games, um, in the, uh, Warriors Rocket series, like they're, they're good. They're going to call less of that, especially in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, man, if you watch like the the jazz series so far against the rockets it's like no everybody's afraid to even touch him and he really actually has shot i think he's only shot seven free throws in in two games which is very little for him yeah but like that's kind of well i mean the underlying problem is like you either you either guard him hard yeah and he shoots a shitload of free throws and makes most of them Mm -hmm. so they just get a bunch of points or you don't touch him and he drains every shot and they they get a lot of points there was that crazy uh there was that crazy uh stop and go that he got on uh on rubio oh yeah i felt like rubio probably could have bounced back but he was like no i'm gonna just let it shoot and see what he does because i mean i I don't know james uh harden's percentage off the top of my head like his uh three point but then he bricked that shot um so yeah it's like why chance it like if he makes it fuck we'll swallow that one but if he doesn't like hey let's get this rebound take it going it's actually oh no 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 go uh it's it's actually fascinating we like we're i think before started recording talking about like the idea of you know, like uh, two point conversions mm-hmm. and running them every time because, like, statistically, you know, it it might work out better in the long run. Um, and I feel like basketball is in an interesting spot right now where the game is like, it's like I saw it so much in March Madness this year. Um, like the game is just fundamentally changed. It's like who can throw up as many threes as possible yeah. as fast as possible. Which, if you think about it from like a mathematical perspective, makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the idea is always kind of like, oh, offense wins games, defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. But in basketball, that's actually not always the case because with the way, like, you can throw off show, so many shots a game, yeah. and if you're if you have like dudes that can shoot at a decent percentage, mm-hmm. and if you can score like high enough it really doesn't matter how bad your defense is because the other team has to be able to keep up scoring wise. Yeah, That's kind of Yeah, but I mean just like but just like you saw with the Clippers and the Warriors, you can blow a lead like that and you can catch up. So I will say to a degree They weren't draining shots though they, in the fourth. No, like, they weren't. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, though. Just as easily, like I mean, that's you, where the you still fails. have to sustain. You still have to sustain that lead, and that's kind of the, that's that's I I I agree with you for the most part. But I feel like um, there has to be like some either you have to continuously keep driving them to where like either their will's broken, or like you know you have enough lead with this amount of time to where it's like, okay, we can get off the gas now. 
Um, but yeah, for the most part, you really don't. And and the games, it. I I'm a defensive head, so like I love. I, I mean, too, I, I mean, Gary Payton's like my favorite. Yeah, player ever. yeah. I I loved Gary when he was with Seattle, but then when when he went to the Lakers, I wasn't really. <laughs> That shit just like I just, I just don't think it matters as much now. It like, it it well it doesn't because no no one's no one's really playing it like that. And again, to the officiating now has changed it to where like I mean in a lot of sports like I mean football you see it where it's like you can only do so much and then I'm gonna it's 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 crappy now where the time we're at with like especially with like officiating where it's like you have officials that it's like you know them by name and it's just like they can dictate a game like yeah and i mean you you can always go back and like oh this this referee was famous or blah blah blah. but it's to the point now where it's you can't do a lot of things that are just fundamentals and it makes it easier because i mean obviously like people want to see more offensive play they want to see more three-point shots they want to see more uh more uh, high flying passing they want to see all of these things and then it's like oh but we want defense too but n- you you don't like it really confused me i don't know if you saw the game but like when the rams and chiefs played um in the regular season it was like a 50 point game i mean it was basically like arena football it was very horrible I mean, there was there was a lot of turnovers in the game, but that didn't like correlate with like good defense because like they both had like fifty points or four. It was like forty, fifty, something somewhere around there where it's it's more just but, like, reckless people, offense. Yeah, well, and people were wondering that where it's like I I get excuse me, um, fantasy sports is cool and like you want to see that, but like that shit's whack. Cause you're just seeing like no defense and just like, I mean, like if you want to watch arena football, that's tight. You should do it. That's fun. Like you see all these touchdowns and like 60 point games and that's fun. Enjoy that. But like, man, when I'm seeing a game like that, I'm not thinking like this, this is a game changer. And again, I'm not trying to be that get off my lawn old man. I'm just saying that shit is boring. Like, if I'm seeing a team, just both teams, like, there's no type of stopping each other. Like, what are we doing? This is just whack. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of, like, that's why it's interesting to me, especially with basketball, is, like, it's, I think people are kind of losing their interest in uh, watching people just chuck threes over and over again. Um, And it was fun, you know, when the Warriors really first started to like blow up in terms of like like the splash winning. brothers and, yeah, yeah 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 and like now i think it's kind of it's wearing thin on people and like it's i guess similar for football which i know less but based on what you're saying like how do the like how do the leagues adjust to that like you know, well, I mean, I I think like, do you change the rules of the game fundamentally, or do you accept that sports, like any kind of game, change naturally over time as people think of new tactics and ways to game the system? Essentially, well, like so, say for instance, like just stay with one sport, the NFL. So the NFL is going to dictate to like what, like as far as like what viewers are going to like, no, yeah, what's no. going to attract them, but. And also that time every season, they're going to make a lot of calls because like there's a lot of things that can like 
dictate um, the results of a game where it's like, okay, cool. Like the New Orleans Rams. Um, um, I can't remember now if it was pass interference or if it was a – no, it was a helmet hit. I think that's what it was. Um, but, yeah, so they're going to go – I just – the way that they're driving with sports right now, it's just more offensive friendly and you're making it – and, like, I mean, teams and defensive coordinators um, are going to make adjustments to play this game now. But, like, you, you're making the game very one-sided, and that's how it's been driven right now as far as just, like, a more offensive game. I mean, my, my – um, and I may be alone with this, but, like, I don't think Tom Brady would hold or have the same career that he would have like playing in the eighties. No, I, I, um, yeah, it's the same. I mean, they, they literally changed, um, whenever he, um, got hit, I think it was like by Van, Fender, Fender Bach or something. I, yeah. Below or, the knees. Yeah, yeah. 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 But basically, uh, towards ACL. Um, and then they changed where it's like, you can't hit below. So like, I mean, I mean, you even saw in, uh, the playoffs whenever, like, I think he got like tapped on, top of like his helmet and they called uh hands to the face so like i mean there's a lot of things that i just feel like um i'm not, I'm not discrediting like his wins and i'll also tie that in with something else um but i just don't think he'd have the same career um and i and i think that's kind of whack and those are the things that i don't think they're like adjusting well that's what, it's like that's what i mean though like do the leagues need to adjust oh or yeah. is it just metagame that over time, somebody will come up with a defensive strategy, and then you'll see like, is it cyclical? And we'll see defense become. I like, think you will the as, next big thing in ten years. I I think you will in the sense of how how defenses how defenses are played, like what type of schemes are running. But as far as like something like that, like you can't really like you can't you can't strategize around that type of like. If I if I hit this, you know, famous quarterback, like we're gonna get a call. Like then basically it's to the point where it's like he should just keep a red jersey on the entire time. It's like <laughs> we can't hit him. I mean, that's basically what you're driving to. But to um to tie in right quick before I forget, there's a weird fascination with what we see with teams that continuously win and how we can enjoy it at some point and then at a time. We're like, I'm, I'm tired of this. Like the Patriots. I mean, if you're a New England fan, yeah, you're living this shit up. If you're a uh, Warriors fan, like you're living it up. But then at some point, like it becomes like this craze and then people get tired of it pretty quickly. And that's kind of a weird thing. I've always kind of wondered like why that occurs. What? In terms of, wait, shit. Uh, <laughs> so um, just as far as um, just like I mean like when you see like a dynasty and then like people are kind of on board for it for a little bit and then like and then it just kind of fades and it's like yo I'm tired of seeing them winning yeah well I mean uh, yeah well that's kind of bound to happen for anything right anything that gets popular then you have a big group of people that hate it because it's so sure. popular but that actually is only helpful for the NFL because then it's like people will watch because they love them and then maybe the tides start to turn and they have some like 
hardcore fans that will always love them. Like, you know, well, yeah, New you England fans your... are always going to love New England. Yeah, but then you have people watching just to watch them lose. Like, so you still, yeah, you know. Yeah, you do have that where it's like just kind it's of. love that, to hate. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, 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 I hate you so much. I'm going to watch this. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just like, I'm a fan of the sport, but I only have like my heart's just in one place for the Cowboys. And I know people it's are going to be upset. I I mean, I'm I'm cool with it. I I feel like the Cowboys get a lot of like flack and a lot of hate that's I don't really understand. Like people are like I just hate Cowboy fans. Like what did what did we do? We enjoy our team. We love our team. What do you What do you want me to tell you? I'm not like a cowboy fan. That's like, oh yeah, remember in the '90s? Remember some of the '80s? Remember some of the? I'm not that person. But like, do I support and love my team? Of course I do. They're, they're my team. What am I supposed to do? I'm just gonna let you just dog me out and dog dog this team that I care for. Not not to to cut your love of the Cowboys off. Don't um, you do it. But I think like the the th- what I was talking about with like changing metagame, I think is less applicable to football, but more to more to the NBA. Um, okay. Because you're right, like the rules are changing pretty rapidly for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Like, you know, to protect superstars like Tom Brady, but also because of all the CTE shit. Basketball is a little different. Where I think like like there's no real rule changes. That are facilitating, like, the massive amount of threes that teams are chucking up. Uh, I think it's more of a a literal shift in just the metagame. People, somebody, like, people started to realize, like, hey, this is 50% more points than shooting a two. So why shoot any mid-range jumpers when we can either get in the paint, have a much higher percentage shot, or drop a little percentage chance of shooting it, and unless it's... Unless your odds of making that shot yeah. are fifty percent lower than stepping up a couple feet, yeah, then you might as well take the three. Well, I mean, like Kurokono Basket said, man, um, like sometimes twos are more than threes as far as like what you generate from your team. It's from an anime, but <laughs> what I will say, what I I I think what has changed the game, and you can see that now, um, is it's changed. Um, as far as like your prototype of the position, like we're like now, like the big man, as far as like a, like a center, um, is damn near non-existent. Yeah. No, well, I mean, like, traditional centers. Don't yeah. Really well, I mean, anymore. like, I mean, you have centers that are like pulling up and shooting threes. No, yeah, that's, um, that's like, that's the standard. Yeah. They actually like. Exactly. So with that, I don't, I don't necessarily think like, um, you it's going to change for that probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, initially, like when Dirk like got brought up, I think they were still trying to use him. And I, I could be hella wrong, uh, but as more like a power, um, but power then forward. He, yeah, yeah, but then he kind of like they kind of like threw him in, like in that center, and then he started playing more center, like towards like the latter part of like his career, like they kind of moved him there. But that's see, that's what I'm talking uh, about. But though. yeah, but I mean, like, you had you had seven footers shooting that were shooting now. threes, and now that's just kind of like that's what you have to do. But um, that's what I'm saying is like it's yeah. it's interesting. I'm really interested to see in the next like decade where basketball metagame goes because I like I would love to see an alternate universe like 
if somebody put together a team of five James Hardens, like, would they be the best team in the league? Presumably, like, I actually think they yeah, might be. Yeah, they could. Like, I mean, but so then, like, you would have to, like, look at it as far as, like, what's the opposition? Like, because That's what I, I mean, mean how you, well, you could you could play that. You could beat that. How could you beat it, though? Because, like, um, like, let I, again, I don't I actually don't know his his shooting. Stats I mean, off so the top of my head either. But um, well, I mean, I'm I'm just basing it off of his play. Like, as far as like when you force him in and make him like the, the thing that I've seen. like Yeah, but if James, you have four other Hardens, right, you just dump true, it off. To right. Him. Yeah. But like the problem. So say, for instance, if like we just keep it at James Harden. James Harden, if you have four James Hardens or four other ones that are just doing the same thing, James is going to dribble a lot, right? That's kind of been one of his big kind of critiques is like, yo, you're not giving your time, you're not giving your team time to develop shit because you're dribbling, dribbling, dribbling. Shot clock's going down That's by the time it happens. Ball. Yeah, exactly, right? So I'm just more explaining it. But yeah. um, so then you pass it off or you shoot within like three seconds, four seconds, like you can lose that way. So like there's ways of like you can play. And I mean, like teams have done it and like you can, you can beat them. Like, I don't think that's the end all be all. Um, the thing that like, I think what we're driving towards or like what, like as far as just like the NBA, like if you don't implement more defense, it's just solely going to turn into like, just, I mean, just three ball. Like no, hey, I, just I, shoot, if shoot, you shoot. look at average scores of, of NBA Ex- games. Exactly. Because, I mean, like, in, like, you could say, like, in the 90s, like, you had, like, you had three-point shooters, but, yo, like, you were you were getting rocked around. And even, like, in the paint, I mean, a lot of people like Ben Simmons, right? He gets a lot of guff, but, like, as far as, like, a traditional point guard, like, I mean, he kind of does his job, like, sound. You know, he's just not a shooter because, like, that's not what his role calls for. Well, I mean, it does, but not that much uh but yeah he gets dogged out all the time so like i mean i just like i think more i think more roles are gonna change but i think the game is i don't know if the game's gonna like change to the point because i feel like what where else could you go they're already doing that they're already sure i i legitimately think i mean the only thing is like hey we should just take out the the two point I mean, that's that's kind of all you can do at this point. I legitimately think what you're like. I think James Harden is the prototype for the new version of of basketball player, and it's somebody that is like they're not super huge. They're very agile. They have crazy stamina, and they have great shooting percentage. Mm-hmm. I think if you just had a whole team of people like that, it would be extremely difficult to stop because like you. Yeah. I, Harden puts in a shitload of minutes a game. I mean, he's not playing like 48 minutes like yeah, LeBron, but, but he's also he's going hard pretty much the whole time. And like when he's on offense, he's moving around a shitload, and he seems to not really get phased by tiredness. So if you just had like I mean, every can, player with that he'll, stamina, he'll 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 lose his, that. But that's kind of thing though. Like you'll play like that, but he will lose steam, and then you will see like minutes taken off. Not I mean not extreme, but like I mean. I'm not seeing him where, I mean, what was it, last year? LeBron, I think, played like 45 minutes, 40, 48 minutes, somewhere he, around yeah, there. Yeah, like, like 48 he, minutes yeah, every like game. It was, it was insane where it's like you're, you're going to start gassing and maxing out. Um, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could you have that? Sure. Um, 
I just don't know if like that would be. I just that's a lot of ISO shit. I just don't think you would. I don't. I don't know how that. I kind of think zone is dead, honestly, in the NBA. Uh, mm. it's. I think it's working less and less as time goes on. It has its use cases, but like by and large, like ISO play seems to be dominating. But I mean, you're only gonna. You, yeah, I mean, you're you're just you're you're playing to like what's on like what's on the court. So uh, I still think you see it, and I still think it works. Um, I just, I think the problem is more so defensive play and skill. And you're not really seeing that because you're just seeing a lot of like players where it's, you're coming in and going, you could potentially go to direct, like straight to the league or at least like one and done. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that the zone's not working. I just don't think you're, you're having players come to the NBA now where at a time they used to like have some type of fundamental fundamentals set and understanding of the game where like you knew how to play this, you knew how to play these things correctly. And I'm not saying anything is like, Oh, players need to uh, be in college. Like, yo, if this is where you need to be or want to be, by all means, go do your thing, like get that money. Um, but I do think now you'll see players come into the league that really have like no fundamental skills and don't know like any defense um or like just a lot of just like play at all um it's just far as just like talent um because like in college it's like hey we're just gonna try to get a chip and then you know you're out no i i don't disagree i do think though like part of it comes down to like i think that's the way the game is developing and so people like basketball as time goes on is putting less and less emphasis on defense. So if you're, you know, like a young person that is going into the NBA, like why focus on defense if the NBA as a whole is not yeah. really focusing on defense. And I actually think this year um, is super interesting. Uh, I'm really I'm excited to see how it plays out in the playoffs and what the finals is, because I would love to see like, love to see the bucks make it who are kind of a more traditional team. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's hard for me to see an end result where it's not golden state or the rockets. And like, it's been like that for, you know, what has it been? It's gotta be like, five six years now yeah that that style of play is really just completely dominated well yeah i mean if you got some shooters man and you could spread it like there's not really much stopping that um i'm gonna make some 2k team that's just five james harden i i I, (laughs) you could do that we know what charlie's weapon is (laughs) i i think man i feel like milwaukee could take it i mean i've i would like at the very least i think they'll take the east um, I don't really, I don't know. It could, you, right now, the East is kind of, I mean, this, this, this playoff run is, has been kind of crazy because outside of just like, even, even the Warriors kind of have like, they, they could potentially lose, you know, they've, they've been around each other so much where like the chemistry is kind of rocky to where like, you know, this, they, they, they could lose. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked, um, just because of like how everything's playing out. 
you're playing that long with people where it's like, you know, like roles, you got players that could be on different teams that could potentially like start or have a, a more, a more brighter role where that could, that, that, that weighs in as far as like your team chemistry and winning. So I think a lot of stuff, Houston, I think, um, could, could potentially win the West. Um, but I, I, it's, I'm not, I'm not just putting all my chips like on the Warriors because I mean there could just be some upsets. I feel like there's there's a few teams that are just gonna get get swept pretty quickly um, in both conferences. Uh, but once we get um, out of, I feel like this round it's it's gonna get a little grittier. I'm just excited, man. I mean, no, me too. I actually, it's, this, it's, I think this will be, uh, be good. The most interesting finals. Uh, that we've had in a few years. Yeah, I do miss. I like I said, uh, I miss players like Gary Payton though. Um, yeah, I actually just miss that whole idea. Like that's actually why the Patrick Beverly thing is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I feel like psychological defensive players is kind of a thing of the past. Yeah, it really is, man. Well, I mean, you just don't have. You, you can't really just swarm on somebody like you could at those times where it's like it, it, it yeah when you see that it's like yeah you're i mean to me like i'm always gonna just gravitate towards la yeah because i mean like psychologically if i could shut you down i mean that's that's 90 percent of my game mm-hmm. at least for me like i'm just gonna keep talking to you and i'm just gonna keep just any any small mistake it's like yeah i'm just gonna keep doing that. i did that i did that um but yeah when you see that like on the court yo that's 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 a blast. I actually think like the Patrick Beverly thing is super interesting because it, to me, depending on how it plays out, could mark kind of the possibly a new change in meta game for defense where like you have a player that is almost purely a defensive weapon and is not very good at offense. And, but he's See, very good at like one I mean, like, Kevin yeah. Durant even called it a gimmick. Yeah, and It kind of yeah, yeah. is. So, like, it wouldn't work forever. But I think, like, there's something possibly deep within that idea but that could be expanded. The only thing that I will say, I don't think that's – I don't think that's going to – I don't think that's a new thing. That's just what players used to do back in the day. Like, I don't think that's, like, this is going to be, like, some new way of, oh, we figured out how to do that. I think more so you're going to see – a more defensive set sound game as far as like preparation, because the problem is not everybody's a shooter. And that's kind of what, what I feel like the NBA kind of not lost, but like that kind of identity where it's like, okay, like every, every sport, like if you have, or at least we'll just say football and basketball, um, you'll have something that's kind of, for lack of a better word, a gimmick, where it's like everybody kind of jumps on like when you have like schemes that work in the NFL, like when the Wildcat came out. Everybody was like, oh, okay, we're going to implement this and we're going to do this. And then people figure it out. Now what's happening is, okay, hey, we can just start playing defense again and we can start doing that. I think that's going to happen. And I think it's just going to kind of regress into like, yo, we're just playing full ball now. Um as far as this offensive defensively, because that's that's the only way you can stop that. Um, I don't think it, I mean, is it a gimmick if I'm just continuously like just, you know, talking to you and trying to just. But get you don't think like the jazz, like, have you been watching the jazz and Rockets games? Yeah. Because like the jazz, like they're 
you know, they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Yeah. They're just but, getting torn apart. And like, it could very well just be a coaching problem. It, like I mean, the way I, they're running their defense. I think it's a, I think it's a coaching problem, but I also think too, like they can't keep up with that team. No, I, well, I mean, so I agree. I, it's I mean, like the I, worst matchup they could have possibly Exactly. Gotten. So I, I mean, that's your defensive stats. They can hold, but if this team is that much better and faster, um, and I mean, they have the Rockets just have a stronger offensive team. So I mean, I, 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 that's I don't know like um, uh, Utah stats off off my head, but I mean, just watching the game, they're just a superior team. So like they're just working around them, and like. There's nothing you can do about that. Like, yeah. Well, and I mean, like, <clears throat> this is kind of what I was getting at is that, like, you know, Jazz are not a super high scoring team. They have the, they have the ability occasionally to to go off and, and yeah, but have not. a great scoring game. But mm-hmm. for the most part, they win by playing really just solid defense. Yeah. And getting points where they can. But the problem is, like, they've actually, if you go and look at their, like, their shooting percentages throughout the season mm-hmm. and compare them to the games, the two games that have happened so far. Yeah. They're shooting significantly worse. Yeah. And like, so there is an argument to be made that maybe they're just getting the, the shit end of the stick. And if those shots had gone in, like they usually would have, then this would be a much closer. Well, I mean, they're, they're not having any time to actually like develop like a rhythm and a pattern to like, yeah. Well, they're also just missing like open looks. Yeah. 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 They're, they're looking really, really yeah. bad. Yeah. It's like bad, but Some um, G league shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bad. I mean, I, they can fuck around and get beat by some G leaguers. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, um, I just, I, I feel like, uh, I, I think the, um, the next step is like, you're just trying to make more balanced players um, to where it's like you have, cause that can be the kryptonite for a defensive team. So you don't have enough shooters. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's, that's ultimately that's Utah's problem. Like, I mean, one of your best shooters, you can maybe say Mark Rubio. That's not that great. Like that's not that great at all. Ricky Rubio. Uh, oh, Ricky yeah. Rubio. Sorry, sorry. Uh, who's Mark Rubio? He's the uh, politician. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I I just don't think you can um I don't think you could you could bank on that and like that's that's just what's gonna happen with like any like defensive team. Yo, make your new podcast sports related. Yeah, we should we should start a new one. If this was fun, man. I, it actually has been. Yeah, 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 yeah. This has been a blast. We Surprisingly, for somebody that doesn't like seem to watch basketball that much, you actually have, <clears throat> you have a, a a relatively deep knowledge. Although I'm sure it's a lot of it is just like sports strategy in general uh well i mean i i, I watch <laughs> like like i was telling you like i watch a, I, I keep up with it throughout the season uh hey, you can't watch all the games so yeah i'm just i'm not going to yeah um but no, during like during like the playoffs like i'm just like locked in mm-hmm. um but yeah man we should definitely do this again we'll talk some more maybe we'll have another like playoffs recap yeah i actually this like is... maybe the second second round we'll yeah. do that cool well uh, I think we could we can we can call it there, man. Yeah, but Here, here's hoping the the Spurs are down right now. I just checked the score. Yeah, so here's hoping that they they pull through. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Hey, I'm, there we go, fifty six, fifty five. I'm not gonna celebrate for them. But um, until next time, uh, thank you for tuning in to DD Says Podcast, and thank you, Chuck O. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you, thank you. All right, peace. Mm-hmm.